This is the Employment Law Show. And welcome to it. It is a Monday night. How about that? We're here again. Another week is upon us, so that means another week of the Disability Law Show. Kidding, it's the Employment Law Show. Disability is only one day a week. Thought I'd catch you, though. Monday through Thursday, 6.30 to 7. Disabilities on Friday. Then on the weekend, we do this all over again, which we're lucky because we got the right guy in the job. John Pincus is uh, hanging out with you this evening. You want to reach out to John anytime. Sam Firu to mark an LLP is the way to do that. And the most trusted, most positively reviewed law firm in the country from coast to coast to coast. That is just a matter of fact. So check it out anytime you would like to reach them. one 821 5900 is how you go about doing that. Help at employmentlawyer.ca to reach out through email. If you have questions about employment rights, uh, you've been terminated, maybe you've been laid off, wrongfully dismissed. We talk about that all the time. Harassment at work, maybe some questions about human rights or just a plain old severance question. Call us here and now, 416-870-6400. That is a way to call through and get on the air and talk to us. Would love to have you with us, 416-870-6400. Anything further than that, employmentlawyer.ca, the website, and free and anonymous. You can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, and there you'll find the severance pay calculator rolled into that website. It's handy. It's used by over 2 million people, so check it out uh, for yourself. What you need to know about termination for cause, that is coming up here in just a moment, but we got a, a case of the day. John, what do you got? Uh, what do you got for me, pal? Boy, you really had me going there, John. I ah. thought uh, disability law show. I thought this is going to be a very uninteresting disability <laughs> law show. I have to say, or, or or maybe very interesting, but in all the wrong ways. Gotcha. Uh, so no, I'm I'm glad we're here to talk about employment law because, of course, this is uh, this is what I talk about. This is what I love talking about, and uh, hopefully, some people listening will call in and uh, maybe talk about their own situation, talk about another situation. Uh, don't uh, don't be shy. Don't have to give any uh, names. Give us a fake name. We don't care. Happy to chat about uh, what you're going through or what uh, someone in your family or one of your friends is going through. Mm-hmm. But we always like to start with the case of the day, as you said, John. So first situation I'd like to talk about is someone who had been employed for a relatively small company in southwestern Ontario uh, for 20 years as a salesperson. And the company recently hired a new lawyer that recommended that they put in place new employment contracts. The company, being generous as it is, offered to give all their employees, including this gentleman, a $1,000 bonus if they signed the new contract. Many people were enticed by this. In fact, almost all of them signed it on the spot without any advice. Fortunately, this person was a listener of the show, and so he knew better than to do something like that, which is never a good idea. Instead, he came to me and asked to give the contract to you and say, you know what, John, can you have this a look over before I sign it? Well, unsurprisingly, it was a terrible contract. It gave the company all kinds of rights that they never had before. The right to change his job, the right to move his location. Uh, They prohibited him from soliciting any clients. And of course, uh, the big one, a termination clause limiting his entitlements only to those under the Employment Standards Act. So they had one clause that said, if you're fired, uh, you can't solicit any of our clients. And if we're fired, if we fire you, we're going to give you the absolute bare minimum. So what I told them is, look, they may fire you if you don't sign this contract. They may fire you because you don't sign this contract. But they also may fire you if you do sign the contract. And if they fire you two weeks after you've signed the contract, my goodness, you're going to be sorry that you did that. So he goes to the company and he says, oh, I'm sorry. I've spoken with a lawyer and I I can't agree to the following paragraphs. But if you take these out, I can sign. Hmm. Fair enough, he's fired almost on the spot. And they tell him, well, we're a small company, so we only owe you eight weeks pay. Now, had he signed that contract, that would have been all that he was owed. 
But because he did not sign the contract, he's going to be entitled to significantly more than this. I'd say up to about 20 months pay. Wow. That's all because uh, he didn't sign the contract. Uh, so we've been working on negotiating this for him, and I anticipate this is going to be fairly straightforward. But here's the real reason, Sean, I want to talk about this story. Because only a week after he was fired, the company announced that it was going to move its entire operation to Sudbury. Oh. Sudbury. Now remember, he works in southwestern Ontario. And the company is relying on a clause in these contracts that says they agree to be ro- relocated anywhere in Ontario. So... Just another reminder, please, please, no matter how good your employer makes that contract sound, beware of the devil in the details. Always, always get legal advice. And, and this is such a good example of that. And again, reaching out to uh, John and his team anytime when we're not doing these shows, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. And let's get into this. What you need to know about termination for cause. It's often a bit of gray area of people's knowledge on this subject. So we like to roll right into it, John. And to open up people's eyes and their uh, the amount of education they have in this regard. So what is termination for cause and how difficult is it to actually establish one? What do you think? Well, when you think of a termination for cause, you start from the premise that an employer can let you go for almost any reason. As right. long as they don't breach a particular statute, you know, it's not a safety reprisal or a human rights violation. If they want to, you look at them the wrong way, you wear the wrong hat, they can terminate you. But they have to pay you severance. The exception to that is if they have cause for termination, in which case they let you go and they don't pay you any severance. Uh, and this is an extreme, extreme situation, which is one of the hardest things to do as an mm-hmm. employer because the employer has to show that basically what you did was so bad that you've that it's almost like you abandoned the whole arrangement that you had with them, right? So, you know, things that are generally not cause you know, if you make a, a mistake in the workplace, if you're not performing very well, unless it is really extreme over a long period of time with significant warnings, and even then it's difficult, uh, being accused of something you didn't do, uh, disagreements or arguments with your boss or coworkers, or isolated minor incidents, these are things that are not going to give an employer, generally speaking, not going to give an employer the right to terminate you without severance. You still want to avoid them. Uh, but that is not going to be a situation where you should just be walking away and say, well, I guess I don't get any severance. You know, there have been cases where employees have been guilty of even physical assaults in the workplace, multiple cases, uh, and that was still not a termination for cause. So you can just see just how difficult uh, it is for an employer to establish this. So what that means is if you find yourself in the unfortunate situation of not only being fired, but being fired for cause, that is the most important time to go on the pocket employment lawyer uh, where you can get some preliminary information and then you can give us a call and we can talk about your severance entitlements. Yeah, what John's talking about is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. It's free and anonymous website. There's stuff about uh, termination for cause, wrongful dismissal. There's all kinds of topics. Severance pay calculator there, as I mentioned, and there's a uh, there's a reach out and contact there as well. But here and now, 416-870-6400 is the way to go. Uh, Jewel, how are you? This, uh, this evening, what's going on? Yeah, I'm doing good. Great, great show. I always love this show, too. Thank you. Uh, nothing happening after five years ago. Uh, I'd just like to know that if somebody let's say, didn't claim that in just way he didn't get his severance, what is the timeline for people can go back and claim that that mm. was not mm. justified, the money that they paid, for example? Well, well, thank you for that question. That's a really, really important question for everyone who's listening. 
the limitation period to bring a claim uh, the general limitation period is two years uh, and if you have a if you have a human rights claim it's actually even shorter it's one year for human rights claims but if you're just going after your termination entitlements if you're going after your severance entitlements it's two years from the date you first get your notice of termination so if you've got something that's that's uh, five years ago fortunately uh, that's going to be too late I know thank you Thanks, Jill. Appreciate that, pal. If you want to reach out any further, any other questions, you can talk to uh, John and his crew. No problem. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And 1-855-821-5900. Yeah, we always tell people, don't uh, don't wait two years. You don't have to sit back, get on it, and call you right away. But you do have a, a two-year window generally when it comes to claiming for uh, for severance, right? It's a long time. That's right. You've got two years, two years from the date uh, that you get your notice of termination. But once that two-year period is over, uh, that's it. You, you could have the greatest case in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once that two-year period is done, uh, the limitation period has expired, and it is a pretty hard and fast rule. There are very, very few exceptions. Uh, so you don't want to be in that position. And remember, it's two years to file your claim, so you don't want to be calling us on, uh, you know, the last day of uh, <laughs> before of the two two years, yeah. expires, you got to get started as soon as possible. We were talking about termination for qua- uh, cause. What you need to know: how many, you know, chances? I guess you could say should an employee get before they are dismissed for cause. Well, this is one of those things where um, there isn't a set rule as to how many uh, chances or warnings uh, you get, uh, because there are some situations where you may get no warning. Right. So, for example, if you have been accused of stealing from your employer Mm -hmm. and you have, in fact, stole from your employer, that's it. Uh, The employer does not have to give you more than one chance because that is serious enough that, uh, you know, strike one and you're out. Uh, But in other cases, you could have two, three, four, five warnings. But if there are mitigating circumstances, um, if the uh, if the offenses don't relate to one another, if you've shown genuine improvement, if the employer has recognized your improvement, then even despite the fact that you've gotten multiple warnings uh, may not be enough for them to establish just cause. In fact, in most cases where I see multiple warnings, it's still not just cause and they still have to pay out severance. So um, you want to avoid being put in that situation. But if you are, again, you should never be making assumptions. If you get a termination letter where you've gotten, where you've had warnings, your employer is going to say, you had this warning on this date, you had this warning on this date, you had this warning on this date. And maybe that's enough for them to establish cause, but not necessarily. That's why you got to speak to a lawyer. Is there, or are there situations where sometimes you'll get severance if you're fired for cause? Um, no, if you don't get, if you get fired for cause, you're not going to get any severance if the employer can make it out. But the question mm-hmm. here is not whether your employer has alleged they have just cause for dismissal, but whether they actually do have just cause for dismissal. And here's the good news. The good news is that's not up to your employer. It's not up to me. That's up to the law. That's up to the courts. The courts decide whether there's cause for dismissal. Now, if you have been guilty of serious misconduct, especially if it's dishonesty or some other egregious misconduct, you're not going to get any severance. In fact, you might not even get employment insurance. Uh, But if you have been your employment has been terminated for cause and either you have not done what they've said you've done or you have done it, but there are mitigating circumstances and you're still going to be entitled to your severance. It doesn't matter what the company says. If you were, you know, you didn't get fired right away, John, you were put on like a performance improvement plan. If that didn't work at that point, can they fire you for cause or that's still not enough? 
they can try. But, you right. know, I, I often find with these performance improvement plans, you know, sometimes an employer is genuinely trying uh, to get, you know, to correct the employee's mm-hmm. uh, performance and giving them lots of chances and accommodations. And, yeah, I mean, the law says that if you give enough chances, then that can be a cause for dismissal. Um, but the majority performance improvement plans that I see, the employees just set up to fail. And the other thing, without getting too complicated, but there are different standards of just cause. So there are some situations where you may not be entitled to your full entitlements, but you're still entitled to your minimum entitlements. So you can see why it's so important to help uh, get uh, an employment lawyer to help you navigate through that, because you may have done something bad enough that's going to limit your set of, uh, severance, but doesn't eliminate it entirely. Quick break right now. We'll get to lots more of the show. Give you a chance to grab a phone if you have questions. 416-870-6400. Maybe an email or two. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And coming up here, John Pincus, what should I do? And I have a bunch of these questions for you, and you can answer those, pal. That is on the way as we continue the Monday night edition of the Employment Law Show. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. And welcome back to it. Monday night edition of uh, ELS, the Employment Law Show. John Pincus is here, partner, Sam Firu to Mark and LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. you got questions about uh, your employment rights, this is the show for you. Call us, email help uh, at uh, employmentlawyer.ca. And any time off air, 1-855-821-5900. But as, uh, as mentioned, the phone calls here on air during the show, always priority. Paul, thanks for hanging on. What's your question? Oh, hey there. Um, so I hope this applies uh, because it, this is actually on behalf of my partner, who is a unionized uh, teacher. Um, but it's to do with LTDs, and my understanding is we could still ask you about LTD if we're in a unionized uh, sort of position like that. Well, there may not be a whole lot that uh, that I can say because that's that's uh, fortunately we do have another show for that. So, okay, uh, John can can uh, give you the details about how to tune in for that. But if it's, um, I do deal with LTD matters. They often cross over with uh, employment law. So you, you can try me, and if okay. worst case scenario, I'll get John to give you the time uh, to listen to the dis- disability law show, and they can take care of you there. Sure. Okay. Uh, so uh, my partners applied for LTD, and that was quite a while ago. They're they're taking a long time, uh, and so they just issued recently something called a without prejudice payment, uh, indicating that yeah, this is taking a while, and so here's some money, basically. Um, so I guess I just want to know: is uh, are they admitting something, or is there an actual limit to? you know, processing LTD because it, it has been a while. And should we accept it? Uh, does this give us any implications if we accept it? Okay. Well, I, I'm going to I'm gonna do my best. I think there's a few things I can say about this, but I am going to recommend that you uh, get in touch with our disability law team who deal with this kind of thing in and out, uh, day in and day out. Um, without prejudice does mean that they're not admitting to anything, so you, you can't rely on it later on. At the same time, you certainly do not want to agree to anything. You certainly don't want to sign anything, particularly when it comes to an insurer, uh, without speaking to a disability lawyer. So I'm going to recommend that you you can either give us a call uh, during the disability law show, or you can give us a call off air. I know someone would be happy to speak with you. And uh, John, I'll just uh, turn it over to you to give the number for that. 
Yeah, you bet, Paulie. Here's what you do: either wait till uh, till Friday evening at six thirty when we do the Disability Law Show, or you call the same number to get a hold of uh, Savannah Tamarkin and his crew on the disability side of the hallway. That is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five. 821-5900, and uh, you can move on from there. Going to uh, roll on, though. 416-870-6400 is how you call through, like Paul. Ahmed, thank you so much. What's your uh, what's your question? Uh, so I had a question. So I was uh, working for in the automotive industry and logistics, all right? And uh, it was a union job. I'd been there for about two years. And then the pandemic hit, and, you know, everything got shut down, and we were put on leave of absence. And so this... And so during my leave of absence, there was, you know, no idea of when we were going to come back. So I have a medical background. I, and I had gone to the States, to Ohio, for three or four weeks to do some training and help out with the whole COVID uh, situation. And then I got a phone call from my company saying that, uh, well, there's now a return to work thing. They need us to come back. So I spoke to the union steward and I said, yeah, no problem. I'll come back. It's just that when I get back, I got a quarantine for two weeks. And so, and in those two weeks, I was deemed as failure to respond to that. And then I got terminated. And this happened in uh, November 2020, something like that. Mm. Yeah. Well, the, the, the unfortunate thing here is that because you're a member of a union, it is actually only the union that is permitted to do anything for you here. And the remedy okay. for you here would be for the union to uh, launch a grievance. Now, if you feel yeah. the union's not acting fairly for you, then you can you can take them to the labor board. But that is extremely difficult uh, to be yeah. successful with. So um, I, I would certainly go to the union and see if they're willing, uh, if they you know if you yeah. already had that conversation, to launch a grievance. Um, in the absence of a you know if you were not part of a union. Certainly, there would be some options you would have here. I mean, first of all, uh, if you were laid off without consent, you could bring a case for constructive dismissal for that. Um, mm-hmm. And if you were uh, quarantining and they alleged that you abandoned your employment, that that would be a wrongful dismissal. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that, of course, that that's all cold comfort to you because um, this really yeah. only applies if the union's willing to go to bat for you. So that that's really the long and the short of it, unfortunately. You've, you've got to go to the union. Right. Okay. Well, thank you very much. The thing is, the union, um, I did reach out to them and they said they would look into it. I signed a grievance, but nothing kind of came from that. Mm. I would yeah. keep on them for it. All right. I'll do that then. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. I appreciate, uh, appreciate your time this evening. Uh, give me a call. we got uh, a few more minutes to go here. 416-870-6400. You want to slide in a quick call? More than welcome to do that, but uh, moving on to what we talked about before the break, John. Mr. Pincus, what should I do? I've been placed on a temporary layoff with no set return date. What are my rights now? Right. Well, what a what an appropriate time to, to bring up this no question. No kidding. Because uh, yeah. uh, now, unfortunately, that was a, a unionized environment where there's a, our hands are really tied as employment lawyers. But for those who are not in a union, you do have the option of contacting an employment lawyer. And if, if you've been placed on a temporary layoff, uh, with no return date, you want to speak to a lawyer as soon as possible uh, to to look at um, uh, treating that as a termination and getting your severance. Especially if you are one of those people who yep. were put on a layoff 
back in 2020 mm-hmm. and were never recalled. And believe it or not, John, I've spoken to a number of people who are in of that situation. Yeah. Well, if they don't call you back, it's about to be a violation of the Employment Standards Act, and it should be a very straightforward matter to resolve. So now is actually a great time uh, to contact us. Don't think that you necessarily have a, an expired claim just because it may have been more than two years. That's generally the rule. But in this particular case, if you've been laid off back in March of 2020, never been recalled, not too late. Speak with us now because we can, we can, and we should do something about that. How about this one? The boss is giving half of my hours to a new younger employee. Can they do that? Well, um, <laughs> there are a number of reasons uh, why that may be a problem. First of all, uh, if you have always had uh, the full-time hours or the amount of hours that you originally had, and all of a sudden you don't have it, mm-hmm. that can be a constructive dismissal because uh, if you, you know, you could be losing half your pay if you're paid on an yeah. hourly basis. And even if it's not a change in your pay, it can still be constructive dismissal. The other thing that, that, of course, is concerning here is that if they gave the new hours to a younger employee because they are a younger employee, it can be difficult to prove. But if that was the case, that could also be a human rights violation. So that is a good time to speak with an employment lawyer. And you want to do it quick because a situation like that, if you let it fester for too long, you could be deemed to have accepted it. You don't want that. Get to this one, says, John, I'm ready to return to work from a leave, but my boss said I have no job to return to. He's offered to help me get EI. Should I accept his help? Oh, what a generous employer. <laughs> I know. Uh, Thanks, no, no, you should not uh, agree to accept his help. In these situations, generally what you want to do is simply ask the employer to confirm, do I still have a job? And if they say, well, no, you don't have a job, it's at that point you can say, well, then I like my record of employment. And I'd like a confirmation of my severance package. Problem is, if you say, oh, yeah, you know what? I, I'd, I'd like your help to get EI. Then what some employers do, and I have seen this happen, is they'll issue a fraudulent uh, record of employment. Uh, and then that they will rely on to say that you quit or that you still were on a leave and that they never terminated you. And it just makes things way more complicated than they need to be. Uh, so make sure that if your employer doesn't have a job for you, that you put it on them. It's on them to tell you whether you have a job or not and on them to confirm what your severance package is going to be. I'll get to one more of these. Uh, i got a couple minutes to go. It says, uh, John, I've just been fired and have 48 hours to sign a severance offer that the company says is generous. Should I sign the offer before the expiration date? No, no, don't ever sign when speaking with an employment lawyer. There is always, always someone who can speak to you before the deadline. The difference between uh, what they could be offering you and what you're owed could be tens of thousands, in some cases, even hundreds of thousands of dollars. They are not offering this to you out of the goodness of their heart. Chances are they're offering it to you because it is way below your full entitlements. So give us a call. There is always someone who can speak with you. I'll get Carrie in here really quickly. Uh, she says, I've worked four days uh, per week for the last 10 years. My employer now wants me to come back to five days a week. I want to refuse. Can I be fired? Well, if you refuse, you can be fired. But the question is here, can they fire you for cause? And the answer to that is no. If you've worked four days per week for the last 10 years, that is the deal. And if your employer wants you to your permission to do something, you can give them permission. And if you don't give them permission, the consequence could be that you lose your job, but they are going to owe you severance. So if you're worried about losing your job, well, you may have to make a decision here, Carrie, because mm-hmm. I can't stop them from firing you. But what I can do is if you say no and they fire you, I can help you get a severance package. 
And that is it for the Monday. Back in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right here with the Employment Law Show, and then we carry over to the Disability Law Show on Friday and both on the weekends. But if you want to reach out to Mr. Pincus now, you can do that anytime. Always there with the team to take your call, one 821 5900 is the way to do that. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. That's the email address we're using. And always pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you tomorrow night again at 630 right here, the Employment Law Show.